0: Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready. Get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Hobby Hustle coming at you live. There might be some more lives. On this episode, I am so excited. It's Friday and let's go. Today's episode is a special one. I got my man, Shay at Shay Wave Vlogs, Max at Putnam Cards, and Greg at the Pack Profits coming at you talking about their experience at the Dallas Show. We unpack a lot in this one. I honestly wanted to bring them on just from this perspective of saying, I see a lot of things on Instagram. Let me know what's happening. Is the stuff I'm seeing on Instagram, uh, can you you validate that or not? And so what they do is just share their own personal perspective, share about the things they were after, some of their intentions and observations, and people they met along the way. If you like what you've been hearing on this show, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review if you think you're a good job. And yes, all you weekly RIP subscribers just got that new one in your inbox. Subscribe to the Weekly Rip. Go hit the link in my bio. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs and a very special edition of The Hobby Hustle. We're talking about the Dallas show. The Dallas or last Friday night for these three guys, I would imagine is a lot different than this Friday night talking with me. We're going to cover a lot of ground. I am curious about all the happenings. I have followed the Dallas show from afar. I think many of you did. Some of you were at the show, but I'm curious to see if some of the trends and things I was seeing on my phone were true. Some of the deals that were happening, just shows in general. So we're going to cover that. I got three people who've been on the show before. I got my man, Shay, Wave Vlogs, Max at Putnam Cards, and Greg, the profit, if you will, the Pack Profits, Without further ado, let's go around the horn and just how are we doing? Let's start with you, Greg.
1: What is up, stacking slabs nation? I'm doing well. This Friday is definitely way different than last Friday, uh, but can't wait to unwrap some of it and talk about it. And uh, it's good to be here once again.
0: Max, how about you, brother?
2: Uh, I'm doing good. You know, I'm a Michigan man, so seeing Ohio State, you know, get bounced from the uh, the tournament today was uh, it was a it was a welcome sight um so yeah my day my day's been made
0: that's awesome and uh
3: shay what's happening brother hey what's going on brad uh thanks for having me back on i'm just uh excited to chop it up on uh, about dallas a lot a lot went on and a lot didn't happen also
0: the teaser that's what i like to hear okay I know all of you, I know you all have different approaches, different styles, but what I want to do, what I want to do is just kind of go around the horn. I'm imagining you you spent your money to fly your asses out to Dallas because you had some intention behind being there. So I'd love to know what your intentions were um, going into the Dallas show. And if you lived, if those intentions were met, we'll start with you, Max. How about you, you talk to me about what your intentions were.
2: Yeah. So my, I really thought that there was just going to be like some monster Kobe cards for me to somehow pick up in Dallas. So that was, that was one of my kind of goals. And the other goal was just to like meet, you know, the hundreds of people that I've been talking to on Instagram for the last year and a half. So I didn't see as many high-end Kobe cards for sale, but the second goal was definitely accomplished. I got to meet like just so many people. So it was a success for sure.
0: So what the, on the Kobe front, was it because everybody had gobbled up all of the Kobe cards and were holding them from the last show? Because it seemed like Jordan's, LeBron's Kobe's that's what everyone was talking about last go around. Do you think it was some of that?
2: Yeah, it, it might've been some of that. It's also just like, I don't think people are really trying to move those cards that they have. Like, and if they do put them out for sale, they're marking them up so high to where it's just it's, it's not worth it's not worth trying to negotiate. So, I think it's a combination of things.
0: Totally, and I know you had a a big Kobe pickup. So don't let us in this episode without talking about that um, before the show. Uh, Shay, Shay, what about you, man? Uh, intentions were they met?
3: I literally just wanted to go back to Dallas, uh, kind of just to like relax and have fun a little. And I I think uh, I definitely had fun. Uh, in terms of intention, there was I was definitely had my eye on a few cards. Um, I took some really high end stuff that I really didn't want it to move, but then I still took them anyway just to see in case like the grail was going to be there, you know, like from what I was looking, you know, to start making a you know play for it or a deal. But uh, that definitely didn't happen. But I chopped it up with so many guys, uh, some like really really good big hobby guys. Um, and like I had more fun in the lobby. I think I lived in the lobby. Um, all every single deal I did was in the lobby. Actually, I didn't buy anything from anybody at the show. (laughs) So, uh, I saw a
0: lot of lobby stuff, uh, just from the phone. And I got to ask you before we pass it to Greg, the, one of my favorite parts of the Dallas show (laughs) was seeing worlds colliding and people from Instagram just just it was like not real life. And when I saw you <laughs> with Eddie from Invest Card, it looked like he was a little uneasy that you were in his space. It didn't seem very Invest Card like. He wasn't live because oh. you were there. So so tell me about that.
3: So so here's the thing. I started this thing like now I'm obsessed with it. I saw him in November. Every time I see Eddie, I have to do his thing, his I can't even say that word anymore right now. <laughs> the live thing. So every time I see him, you know, he's he's getting to know me. This time I said it, but I, I I added a little twist with the rock, you know. La 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 live. You know what I mean? When the when the rock says, Finally, the rock has come back. You know what I, you know, you know the saying. I got you. Um, so yeah, so I added a little tongue thingy, and he just looked at me like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and there's a bunch of people. I screamed at it so loud. That people started looking turning away. I have I'm gonna eventually have a nice montage of all the times I did it to so him. I already have two so far. <laughs> so it's the collection. That collection is growing.
0: Oh <clears> Lord. <throat> I I I anytime anyone's in the same room with the Invest the Card squad, I always just have to ask about it because I mean it's like, is it real life or is it not real life? But the guy <laughs> that guy's always hustling, that's for sure. Um Greg, I know you just had a monster. Maybe if you wanna. I don't know if you want to warm the people up, and I know a lot of listeners probably know, but you—you you certainly had a goal going
1: into that show, right? I had a goal. Uh, I was very vocal about it for weeks and months, and uh, <laughs> I actually me and Shade did alive, and I talked about it at nauseum. And it was one card, and I did have a goal, but it seemed kind of an unachievable goal. Uh, I was chasing, and I, you know, I'll say the card. I was chasing a Luca Blue Ice Ten rookie out of Prism. And uh, a week before Dallas, the golden auctions ended and a Luca blue eyes prism was in the golden auctions. And while a lot of people complain that some cards didn't do too well, that weren't on the front page, that card set a new all time high by just a disgusting amount of actual dollars. To the point where I felt like I'm I'm about to board a plane and I was so close and it was gone. But uh, I I walked in uh i had a table did not even set up at the table i walked in i took every card that i own that's in a slab i found uh, my dance partner that had one that i, I had some correspondence with beforehand <clears throat> and i just i i beat him over the head with slabs until he tapped out and i don't I, I don't even know how it happened it's kind of a blur in hindsight but uh you know i got to my grail i got my card i was thrilled and i remember nothing from the rest of the weekend so i don't know why you had me <laughs> <laughs> it's all a blur after that. Although I do remember, let me just sneak in, I was with Shay one of the times when he went la 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 And as bad as it looked on Instagram, Eddie was even madder in person, trust me.
3: No, um, no, no. I was he loves me, come on. I, I love him. I was alive in doubt. It's Eddie, if he ever hears, I love him. I love that whole crew, Cantacar, the whole squad. I just like saying Cantacar's name so much. <laughs>
0: You, you know, you know what Eddie loves. Eddie loves the fact that we're spending the first ten minutes on stacking slabs talking oh, about yeah. investing.
1: Rent free, rent free. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, the the card is beautiful. I know you had to give up a lot, but that's part of it. My big thing that, as I was watching, I try to observe and see like what people, what are people doing, what are people talking about, and undeniably, like from from my seat at home on my phone, it just seemed like all the conversations were around Kevin Durant. It was like Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, refractor, refractor. And that and that like hype engine was just like moving. And I was like, is this just a few people doing this or is this just everybody doing this? So like, I'm going to just open up the floors and floor and just say like, it was Kevin Durant like the theme of this show. If not, like what was?
1: I mean, I'll start. I had a table and uh, he was very popular, but I wouldn't go <laughs> calling him the theme of the show. But I think uh, you know Max brought it up a little bit in his open where he was he was seeking out these uh, high end Kobe's, and then you know uh, Shay talked about trying to get to a grail that he couldn't exactly find. I think all those KD grails that were maybe passed over last Dallas show were all on tables this Dallas show, so people were making those moves that already have their Kobe's and everything else stashed away, and he's the next guy they want to move into. So I think because of that, you know, in the main room that was the underlying undertow and, and energy in the room was everyone wants to but I wouldn't say it was overwhelming, but he was definitely the most popular player without question.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd, I'd agree with Greg in that. I don't, I wouldn't say he was like the theme of the show, but he was definitely th- the hottest basketball player at the show. Like no question. Um. So yeah.
3: Yeah. I, uh, I agree. I actually brought some, some really nice Durant's uh, just in case. You know, my card showed up, and I could have used the hottest player to kind of leverage and negotiate my way into like a card that I want, like forever. PC, you know what I mean. So, but obviously that card wasn't there. So, but um, I did get some really nice offers, you know, that I I turned down and stuff. But uh, you know, let's see what happens.
0: I appreciate the context. Was the the sentiment around Durant? Could you tell? Like, was it people trying to hop on the Durant train because? they, they have this vibe that the nets are going to make it to the finals or was it like, Oh, like I'm a, I'm a Durant guy and I'm, I'm trying to collect heaven Durant. Like what's your, what's your take on that?
2: I like have an observation. I think the Durant market this year reminds me a lot of what like was happening with the Kawhi market last year. And that like both guys, like it's not like people are buying those guys because like, they love them like as players, like, They're buying them because they're trying to buy into the potential team success. So that's the general vibe that, that I got.
0: Greg, I know you're a a Nets fan, obviously happy with the team. What, What is your reaction?
1: I'm happy with the team. I'm a Nets fan, but as of today, I do not own a single, uh, at least in a slab Kevin Durant card. Uh, it's not necessarily by design, but I do think, uh, a little bit of what Max said is true and that I think a large majority of people that were chasing him were chasing him as a, this guy's going to win the championship. Uh, this guy was undervalued before now anyway and, and looking to cash in on the rise of that market as opposed to people that actually do love to watch Kevin Durant play and collect him. But I also think Durant has uh, always have been a little bit more personable than Kawhi and he's, he's got his own marketing. And so I think there's a little bit of both. I think uh, his collectability was definitely uh, strong, but I do think a lot of people were trying to play the flip game because when you look at these high-end pieces of the Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, and then if you think in your mind that Durant is a level lower, then you could start ca- counting dollars and cents and, and seeing the vision for profit in the future. So I think that was definitely – it was a combo, in my opinion.
3: Shay, you got anything to add? Yeah, just to add add to that, I mean, what you guys said was all true, but – I think what really, really set this market on fire with Durant, if you saw on on the last Golden Auctions, the last two cards that were going into the wee hours of the night, past midnight, all the big cards already sold. The LeBron RPA already did $1.8 The black label Kobe was already done. And then with the white KD... The white Kevin Durant Refractor went nuts late hours in Golden. And yeah,
1: Durant was the story coming out of the Golden Auctions because
3: he exceeded prices where everyone set nice prices Durant far exceeded his yeah so that that's what kind of set the market on fire and people you know always want to chase what's the record people are always chasing records cuz if someone was willing to pay that much money real money in golden you know we all have to say that you know all the auctions are legit everyone everything is getting paid that's real money changing hands so that just repriced everything and every some people wanted to move out of Durant's because you know you got to sell the hype other guys will buy that Durant from those guys because they want to cast the train and they want to you know flip and you know everything makes sense with Durant now because of those of uh, the golden auction that that's just my theory or thesis or whatever
0: what what is the what is the nicest kevin it was it all of the different parallels within chrome that you would see in like 9s and 10s or what was the nicest kd card that you you all spotted at the show
1: i actually think the uh it did like seven or eight hundred thousand. The jersey numbered RPA. Yeah, From Golden actually made it to the show the next weekend.
3: Someone's walking Whoa, that, around. That card it. was there on the floor. I didn't even see. Yeah, it. yeah. I didn't see it. Someone was wh- walking wh-
1: around with it and showing it off.
3: <laughs> oh wow! Which is, which is crazy. But I love uh, that. I wish I knew. Oh man,
1: there wasn't even so much color as the, like refractors. Every every other table had a chrome refractor out, and those were moving almost like the new. High end based card, the way that yeah. we would think about, like a Luca Prism 10. Like the yeah. rent refractor was in every big trade of the weekend, it felt like that card yeah. specifically.
0: What about uh, Max? Talk to me about just like refractors in general. I know you're, uh, you're, you've got, you know, dipped your toes in a lot of different Kobe refractors. We're seeing this definite rise in interest of Topps Chrome refractors from. Players like, uh, you know, even the Allen Iverson is going off the charts. Um, and I think it's part of this is like, you know, a lot of these cards are are scarce in tens. Everyone, you know, they're the godfather to the prism silver. Did, how, did you have any observations on like seeing Topps Chrome refractors of big players at this show? And if so, like, were the prices just as ridiculous as they seem online right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I mean, like Craig said, there was just a lot of Durant Tops Chrome Refractors. And the thing that kind of sets that card apart from some other tops Chrome Refractors is that it's numbered out of fourteen ninety nine. So I think that's part of the allure of that card in, in particular. But I don't know, like, you know, people, we know people like shiny cards and, you know, the step up from a tops Chrome Base Card is the refractor. So that's just kind of like the set in stone, like, main rookie card i guess that people kind of associate with a specific player in terms of like high end i guess mm-hmm. so i don't know like i saw a couple kobe refractors rookie refractors tops chrome but they were way 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 overpriced
0: yeah it's it's it seems like uh it's almost like people it's a price that people are just bringing them to like kind of show off that they have them and they put an absurd price on it just to see if anyone will buy it. um 100 percent so so let's talk about surprises, different things that surprised each of you. Uh Shay, maybe start with you. Like, what's the something that you walked into the Dallas show not expecting? You you, you experienced it or saw it, and then it kind of maybe changed your mindset a little bit.
3: Oh, surprising. All right. Uh, one thing is um one uh one person just randomly just uh just tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, hey, Shay, Shay would vlog. I was like, Hey, uh hey, what's going on, man? How are you? and i was like hey i'm uh, he, he was this older gentleman i had to describe him he was around in his 50s super super tall really really cool guy and i'm not going to say his name uh, maybe i will you know i don't care it's it's fine his name is schmitty 77 and i i thought he was like a 17 year old kid 16 year old <laughs> kid i swear i was like schmitty i love that name you know i was talk- I, thought I was talking to like a little younger you know first person schmitty you know blah blah and then i see him he was like he could be like my dad you know what I mean? I was like, "Oh, you're smitty. Oh my God!" Hey, I, I had to respect them because my old culture came in, like respect your elders. I was like, "Hey, man, what's going on? How are you?" But that was the surprise of the weekend—just uh, putting faces with Instagram handles that have no um faces on them. So I, I thought that was like the fun part for me.
0: Yeah, and so that's got that's got to be uh, it's got to be interesting, right? Because like you know, e- each one of you has content in your. Cobby blood at some level. So, you know, people probably are more inclined to approach you just based on the nature of pulling up Instagram and them knowing you and you not necessarily knowing them. So, Greg, I know you probably experienced a little bit of that, huh?
1: I mean, like I was telling you, I had a bunch of people coming up to me and saying hello. I can't imagine the type of star power A Brett McGrath would have if he was to walk. (laughs) Oh, don't don't put me over on my own, I'm not doing that. You (laughs) wouldn't even be able to get into the main room. They'd be carrying you in there like baby Jesus, like baby Simba.
3: I'll get the red carpet. I'll 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 order it tonight. No,
1: listen. I I definitely uh, not that we do this for that, but I, I definitely had people come up and say hello, and they appreciate the content and they like the page. And even though we don't do this for that type of recognition it's definitely a stepping stone and building relationships that you would never think of when you fly into a city that you've never been to. (laughs) And you know, those relationships can turn into trades and sales or that person could be like, Oh, you're the Luca guy. I saw this over here. And that's how the ecosystem lives and thrives. And uh, I'm very big on, even if you don't have content to put out being visible on your page, what you like to collect and who you are, because it, it it drives the madness and it's fun to meet new people and it's fun to learn their interests. And there's nowhere better to do that than a card show on earth.
0: Period. Absol- absolutely. Um, so uh, surprise for you. Jump in on that. A surprise for me.
1: Uh, like I said, I, I got this deal that I never thought that I'd be able to get done, which was my goal. I got it done almost immediately. And that's not to brag or say that I'm smart or good, It just happened immediately. And then the rest of the weekend was kind of like a surprise because it was almost like a wild card weekend for me at that point. I had all this free time to just kind of like, A, celebrate, have fun, and B, just once I had that piece locked away, I was making trades for players I don't care about. I was doing this. I was doing that. And I was just going with it. And there was a one point I I picked up a a Pele card from 1958 that I've never even seen before in my life. And it surprised me because it came to my table and I was like, wow, I kind of want this. And then 20 minutes later, someone came to my table and they were like, wow, what is this? I kind of want this. And that's the energy of a card show that, that you don't get elsewhere. So it was kind of surprising to myself. I surprised myself with some of the cards I picked up, cards that I've never seen before. But it also speaks to the collector and a lot of people when, you know, we see something and we want it. So I I think I reawoke some of those old collector vibes by having all that free time to explore all these different cards that I wasn't thinking about. How long was the Pele in your possession? It was in my hand for 30 seconds in my showcase for 11 minutes and out of the showcase while the deal was worked out for 7 minutes and 12 seconds. (laughs) oh
0: man the hobby max what was the surprise for you man
2: um i got i guess i have two surprises one one of which is so right down the street from the show there's like a little like i guess and there was uh one pizza place in the shopping center extraordinary pizza i mean that was a surprise for sure (laughs) second thing is is that uh (laughs) the second surprise is that so I'm, I was born in 1999. So like nineties inserts for me, I'm super uneducated on nineties inserts, but like from just seeing a bunch of them at the show, like I was surprised at my own kind of interest in them, I guess. Cause once you, once you like see them in hand, it's like a, it's a different ball game. So. So you get surprised me.
0: Yeah. And so you're a Kobe guy. You can't now be a Jordan guy or you're going to have to like, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can be, and we'll just need to come to you for loans because you're—you'll be—you must be <laughs> sitting on stacks of money. <laughs> so, it, is it—it it, was it MJ stuff or just '90s
2: inserts in general? It was just '90s '90s inserts in general, I guess.
0: That's
1: awesome. Um, I, I want to sneak in for a second here. I let Max finish his point. I let you get another question in. <laughs> Me and Shay are from New York City, baby. Don't you ever tell us about no Texas pizza, please? I'm
3: begging you. Like, I was curious, what was the name of the spot?
2: <laughs> well, so right. so it's a it's a chain. I think the original location is in New York City. It's called Grimaldi's.
1: Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. You know what? I take all the meetings yeah, yeah. I step back. <laughs> New Yorkers, we're quick to the point sometimes, by to a fault. Uh,
0: of course we're talking about pizza. It's a, it's this is carryover from the crossover. So we'll have to thank uh <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll, ha- we'll have to thank the uh, card ladder team for the inspiration on this. And get my seltzer uh, out. Um, all right. What do I what I want to do now is just give the floor to all three of you individually and just like what is something from the Dallas show, starting with Shay, what is something that you want to talk about that you think people should know about?
3: Wow. (laughs) These are (laughs) let me see. I don't even know. You got me in a (laughs) blank air right now. Oh my god. Uh, what people should be talking about. Educate the masses. Actually, one thing. So, so if you if you looked at the few last few shows, last show, like we we've, we've seen all that hype that I missed. It was all by the legends, right? LeBron, uh, Kobe, and Jordans. And then this show, and then I see I've literally heard stories about these guys. They're buying Jordan rookies. They're selling it at the show, and they're making literally insane amount of money. I was like, all right, cool. So this show, I was thinking, all right, so maybe there's a theme or something going on. There was no like real real underlying theme uh, on the show. So like a lot of people were expecting, uh, you know, what was going to come out of the show to get some guidance, to be honest, but there was no, like, there's no clear direction, you know, in in, in a sense, I, I think so that I, other than everybody just having fun, uh, it looked like everybody was having fun. That's it.
0: Yeah. So I think like the thing I, I'm glad you brought this up. Cause I want to, I, I know everyone probably has a reaction about this, but like, I felt that after the Kobe, uh, MJ LeBron madness from the first time that this show would be like, people would jump back into, all right, let me jump back into prospects. Let me direct that activity towards the playoffs because, you know, I've already got my high end stuff and now I can play a little, you know, gamble a little bit, maybe buy some silver prisms of some younger guys like Michael Porter Jr. or something like that. That's what my expectation of like the vibe that I thought was going to happen. But like, when I was like watching people do deals and stuff, it seemed like none of that was really the stuff that people were interested in like what's what's your guys's response on that?
1: I mean, some of the young guys were were definitely hot we're We're in Dallas. Luca's playing on an MVP type level, so Luca was very hot. I could tell you that because I got stiffed on a lot of cards that I would have bought, but they were you know super expensive. But I think more than prospecting, people were doing their own prospecting on the MVP race, and then the coming playoff picture. Because a lot of people, the next big show they're going to go to is not until the next Dallas show, which is May. And then, wow, we're right on the doorstep of the playoffs, and those gains have already happened. So, you know, guys like Giannis and guys like Harden was very popular, Kyrie, uh, Kawhi again, and Jokic even, you know. So that was the undertow under Durant that I felt. I would say that young guys weren't moving, but more high-end stuff and more in that avenue. What What about surprises for you? I think I did my surprises. I surprised myself. I will tell you one <laughs> thing, though. You You kind of gave Shay an open mic. One thing I will say is, especially on Instagram or, you know, that's whatever. What,
0: that's my bad. That's what I meant. I meant I, I didn't mean to give you a surprise. I meant to give you the floor. So the floor is yours, sir.
1: <laughs> <or laughs> that was a surprise when you asked me the same question twice. One thing I'll say is no matter what forum that you use for how you collect and and where you share your collection, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, blowout. They're always, every day, there's some sort of negative vibe about something, whether it's, you know, people talking about fake slabs or people making fun of Top Shot or people saying that this guy stinks, like I'm a Luca guy, I make fun of Trey sometimes. You go to a card show and it is such unbelievable, unanimous, positive energy throughout the room, almost like a house party to where, everyone is smiling. There are no enemies. There's no bad stories. There's no, this guy, you know, perfect strangers become friends. So I would urge people that listen to this, that have never been to a card show and are intimidated, even if you don't have a lot of uh, equity or cards, just go and have a good time. And I think that it'll suck you in and you'll be going to to one every month. Uh, it's just, it's just positive energy in the room
0: it's hard to be a keyboard warrior when you're live and in person. So (laughs) (laughs) Max floor is yours.
2: Yeah. I mean, one thing that, that just kind of stood out to me, so I don't want to, you know, give out any ad space, you know, for free, but the, uh, the Mike Baker, uh, diamond, uh, whole thing, they had a, (laughs) a setup right in front of the entrance to the show. And, um, I was just, I mean, I've I've been pretty skeptical about the whole thing. I I personally would never pay more for a card because it has the diamond sticker on it, but apparently a lot of people are willing to pay a premium for it. So did I expect myself to pay 75 bucks for three cards to get a diamond sticker? No. Did it happen? Yes. Uh, But I was just, it was very interesting. to me to see that in person.
0: Well, you got to share more. What were the cards?
2: Oh so well okay so i got three cards and really my 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 hypothesis is like the diamond sticker i guess helps out cards with like a high pop and it gives it like, the card another way to kind of like another level of rarity you know that's how i see it so i i gave him a jordan fleer psa 9 i gave him a lebron chrome 10 and a mahomes uh silver prism 10 which is the base. But those are the three cards I gave him. One of them, the Mahomes got a gold diamond and the other two got the silver diamond. So, I mean, I guess it enhances the value. I, I guess there was just more people willing to pay for the premium than I, than I thought there would be.
0: And help me out. Obviously, I know that the diamond and I know kind of the a little bit about the story behind him. There's a couple of things. I'd love to know like what his positioning on like his service, like why is he like the legitimate source to do this? Like how has he positioned himself to like be in this position to have this type of service? Can you educate me? I think it might help out some listeners too. I, I cannot educate you.
2: I know nothing. <laughs> I just know the sticker. People pay for the all sticker. All we know is more know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's the well, sticker we, guy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but to add, to add, I think, I think one of these are old head graders from either PSA or BGS. So these guys are not just like average Joe schmoes. They definitely have some experience in the hobby and in grading, and they worked at one of these firms. I'm like about ninety percent sure. I even mentioned it, like when I was talking to him, like who are you guys? And you know, mm. what I mean? just like what? Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I tried putting him. is lucky. Um, he hit some. <laughs> um, I gave two. Uh, one card, and I I, I gave one of my friend's card, and uh, I didn't get the the stickers. It was seventy five dollars each card, and hundred fifty dollars down the drain to garbage um so yeah
0: so so i heard i there was some stuff on that i caught second wind from like blowout i think and i'm not a blowout guy i just i get it from other people but people were talking about like some some of the cards with the diamonds were actually counterfeit kobe cards do you guys know anything about that
3: wow you heard about that <laughs> So okay, so Damn. I sound like I'm'm I'm like your spokesperson in this MBI so what they, <laughs> what they're doing I because I, I had a whole conversation with them like you know like uh, to understand their business model because every time a new somebody finds a way to make money in the hobby other than flipping cards like card savers or like a penny sleeve or some innovation and now these guys are basically grading graded cards. you know at first it sounds ridiculous, you know but now look at some really smart dudes, you know putting them he already he, he, you know he he fell for their trap and now he's their one of their biggest customers so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but but the thing is that once you add a their sticker on it basically like you know how some not all PSA 10s are real PSA 10s right we all know right. that one PSA 10 is better than the other right so these guys are basically help like uh, eliminating you from like getting giving you that eye exam and they're doing it for you. So when you know, you see like a black label on these PSA tens, you know this is like a really, really good PSA ten. You know what I mean? Potential, maybe even a BGS ten or a black. All you know is one of the better PSA tens out there. So they're just help helping that market out. If if that kind of helps, or understand?
0: Yeah, yeah. Did did you? I, definitely, that definitely helps. Did Did you know anything about the the Kobe card, like the Kobe counterfeits that were going around the Dallas show?
3: So one, I, I I heard that there was a Kobe Ruby's card, uh, from uh, Skybox. It's a '90s insert. That's another uh, another thing. These '90s inserts, they're, they're really really amazing cards. But definitely do your research, do your homework, and uh, there's there's a lot of depth to these uh to these cards. But yeah, so basically MBI Group, uh, you know the whatever it is. They put one of their stickers, whatever it was, gold or, or silver label stickers, on uh, a card that was already in a slab. So, I mean, again, I sound like their spokesperson, but it's not their job to like know if a card's counterfeited. If it's in a slab, we will look at the condition. You know, mm-hmm. if there's, if it's like a PSA 10, we see some little edge corner that you maybe you're like, you got lucky, you're not going to get that sticker. But if we think that this is a really good copy, it's a PSA 10, we'll give it. It could be a fake card. And unfortunately, that is what happened.
0: Got it. Okay, thank you for thank you for uh, explaining that. I think that's a that's a good perspective. I think everyone was quick to just throw the sticker putter honours under the bus, uh, but it, that that explanation certainly helps out a little bit. Um, yeah. Maybe 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 we close out with the actually this is going to be the last round, and then Max, I definitely want to hear about your Kobe card. But wh- why don't we just like send some positive vibes to the hobby? You all met and interacted with people that on Instagram maybe go around and like just put over and share someone you met in real life and share who that was and just like let everybody know why they're like a good person in the hobby or good interactions that you might have had with them start with you Greg
1: I was actually with Shay when I when I met everyone knows card fiend uh big papa Ali met him for the first time and he's someone that I've interacted with on Instagram a bunch but I wouldn't say that we talk every day, but you know, we've interacted here and there. And our our first thing is he's carrying his case in and I'm like, Oh, what do you got? And he's like, Oh, not much. I'm just coming to the show. Look around. And his, his collection, Shay will tell you is outrageous, but to him, (laughs) it's just his cards. You know what I mean? Because they're his babies and it's not, he's not counting the dollars. I mean, you do when you trade into some stuff you want. You have to move some stuff, but he was just walking around the show with his cards, man, and just having a good time. And it's super humble, super nice, and a very easy guy to talk to. So that was a uh, that was definitely one of the highlights. And uh, who else? There was someone else I want to shout out: uh, Rad Ripper Sports from California. We're from New York, different coast. Just a super nice guy. Bought me a beer at my booth. Uh, you know, we did a little deal and. Uh, and he hung out and talked for a while. And Central Valley cards, and that's the old price. Hung out at the profit booth for like an hour and a half. We talked about the one-on-one Mahomes for an hour and 20 minutes of that hour and a half. And they did a deal for Mahomes right at the table. And it was really interesting to see how other people operate in the high-end market without like worrying about giving secrets away because we were just hanging out and talking. You know what I mean? So I really appreciate those guys as well.
0: Good group there. Um Max, what about you?
2: I mean, it's hard to like single out, you know, a couple of people. Everyone was nice. Everyone was like, it was just great talking to everybody and meeting everyone. But I do want to give one shout out to the uh, the Card Talk, the Card mm. Talk crew. They were just handing out kabooms. I mean, just, <laughs> it was a good time.
0: I saw, I saw, I saw the, the Lou Jets kaboom. Is that one you had? Yeah. Yeah.
2: The, uh, the Sam Darnold Lou Janu uh, kaboom. Yeah.
0: Very, very smart marketing by those guys. I'm not surprised. Uh, Shay, what about you, brother?
2: Yeah, that
3: was like the highlight, just meeting everybody, you know, everybody, like two out of the four people in this room, you know, putting them and the uh, pack profits hanging out, chopping up with these guys. I got, I got to know putting them on a more personal level a little <laughs> bit, you know, sharing some, just having those random dinners at night. That's another thing, the highlights, like you know, I was uh, hang, hanging out with Nathan for days. You know, it's another, he has like a hobby legend. A lot of people respect his opinions. He's been in, in the game for a while. Waldorf stories. We we're trying to get a deal together, you know, but uh, he didn't have what I wanted. So I was, I was, you know, so that didn't work out. But, you know, they were just we we're just sharing stories at night, you know, with so many of these guys. I'm missing so many people. That's one thing that I kind of regret. I didn't get to meet a lot of people that I said I was going to meet that I've been talking to. Like, we clearly said, we're going to let's definitely meet up. I'll be there. Like, and then I met other people that I had no idea that I was going to expect to to meet. So I you mean, know, it is what it is. But that's that, pretty much my summary. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, that's. I feel like at those types of things, you get so busy, and you say you're going to connect with a bunch of people, and you end up talking with a group, and then you get busy with your own cards and everything else. Especially yeah. it seems with how insane uh, that show looked from afar. Um, one thing I definitely want to close out with. Uh, I gotta hear because I it's been bits and pieces, and I haven't asked you directly, Max. But your Kobe story of your acquisition, I jumped on like halfway through when you were uh, doing your mail day, and then through you a little bit. But then other people was trying to. I think Sierra was sharing some stuff with me, but I'd love for you just to <coughs> share the story about what the Kobe card is you just got, and just the whole scenario of how it all played out because. It's seems to me it's crazy. And I just, I, I wonder about it.
2: Yeah. So let me just start with this, uh, get ready for the next issue of basketball card fanatic, the magazine, because who knows, maybe there, there'll be an article in there about uh, the whole transaction, how it went down everything. But nice. uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to spill too much, but I do want to clarify. It is a gold refractor, not an orange refractor. <laughs> I think that is that's a very important point to to convey.
0: <laughs> not, yes. not, 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 not a, not a poor man's gold. Hey, and, and now, that no, that you, no. now, now that I know that you, now that I know that you, now that I know that you set the stage and that you'll be talking about it in the basketball card fanatic, I wouldn't do that to Adam and steal his thunder. So Adam will appreciate the marketing. It'll get the people on the other side to want to hear more. So I'm happy right. to support that magazine and we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> But go check out, but go check out Max's Instagram page at Putnam Cards to check out the card because it's badass.
2: I appreciate it, it.
0: Any closing words from you guys? I appreciate all the time here chopping it up. Anything else?
3: Uh, I'm I'm gonna be down to go to another big show. Either gonna be Miami, LA, or back to Dallas or Chicago somewhere. I'm gonna be definitely going to more shows. That's it.
1: Luke and Dame tonight. That's all I'm thinking about now. Yeah, like Shay said, go to card shows. I know uh, COVID's still going on be safe but i can't put over card shows enough for all the reasons that we just talked about for an hour but but you'll learn so much more about yourself as a collector and by keeping your options open you know you'll get places that you never thought you'd go to and you'll do things and meet people that you never thought you would
0: i love it i love it this was awesome guys Definitely. Hopefully we can all uh, see each other in Chicago, get a little group photo at the uh, national and uh,
2: flex with
0: some uh, cards and cash pictures. Cause I know that's a big, <laughs> thing. <laughs> a big thing. coming oh, out yeah. of the
1: down show. Did somebody say live podcast at the stacking slabs Emporium?
0: Are you, you going to have like
1: your own room?
0: You know, if I get out that get down there, there's going to be a lot of this going on. So I just need, I just need a, Hey, if you're out there and you're in the industry right now and you want to sponsor Stacking Slabs, a live sports card talk show, and you've got a product that not only I like, but my man Shay, Max, and Greg, we get down with, get at me. DM me at Stacking Slabs and we'll make yeah. it happen. Deep dish pizza by Stacking Slabs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll be pa- We'll be passing out slices all weekend. Thank you so much, guys. A lot of basketball going on this weekend. So I'll let you be and watch some hoops and enjoy some cards. Thanks, guys. Much nice. love to
1: all you guys, man. Good awesome night.
0: show. So much there. I love all the conversation around the people they met just from Instagram and just having fun. I think that's what it's all about. I can't wait to get vaccinated and I can't wait to get out to a show so I can meet all of you. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button, leave me a review. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And I will be back next week. Peace.